Ox and Hare presents, in association with True Story FM, the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society. Today's adventure, A Valentine's Trilogy, Part 2, The Three Sisters. Where were we? Oh right, fake guys pretending to be women to make us look bad and prey upon people who needed help. But those were just dupes. Who is this Sir Oxford Cambridge, the one who put them up to it? And what's to stop him from trying it again? We're going to find out today, and we're going to wear fancy clothes while we do it. But first, a spot of tea. More cream, dearest. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, oh, which reminds me. A la basseur. Is that a French expression? Because I've never heard it before. <laughs> no, another name from my list of former par amour. A la basseur. A lovely woman. She kept me warm during some very cold nights in Iceland. Oh, yes. The list. I thought we'd reached the end. Not quite. You see, she was very pale, skin smooth and white, like cream. This was a name she chose for herself rather than a fate inflicted on her by her parents. Huh? Which reminds me of another brief affair. Perhaps we should focus on the task at hand. Yes, the guy behind the guys. Have you crossed paths with this Sir Oxford Cambridge in your society dealings? I hadn't heard the name, so I had to look him up. You think he's just going to be listed in the phone book? No. I looked him up in Lady Codswallop's Guide to the Hoi Polloi. The newest edition has just come out. Oh, you have too many subscriptions. Perhaps. But this one paid off. I'm sure the others will as well. In time. What did it say? Not as much as I'd hoped. He's a philanthropist and known to gamble on risky ventures that pay off enough that he stays in the black. He hardly seems a criminal mastermind type. I agree. And yet this is what we know. Knowing this, I have discovered that Sir Cambridge is planning a hush-hush invite-only gathering at his home tomorrow night. The timing cannot be a coincidence. How did you find that out? Are my wiles not still feminine? More than enough for me. Unfortunately, said Wiles were not enough to acquire an invitation. On this, I have been outstruck. I believe you mean struck out. This is another American spot metaphor, oui? It is. Why are your countrymen so obsessed with the movement of a ball from place to place? If you couldn't get in, what kind of people are they inviting? The rich, the morally dubious, and the criminally minded. Most of those names would be on the same list. Even if we could get in, I don't think we'd want our real names mixed with those others. We need aliases. Agreed. I think it's time for the return of the Ensorcel Sisters. Who are they? They are us, or are we them? Early in our courtship, we needed to infiltrate a criminal cabal of corrupt monks. We knew we might have trouble keeping our hands off each other, so we masqueraded as sisters. A friend helped us with a backstory complete with false papers. And we raised some hell. <laughs> People are still talking about it, so... Their bona fides are established. 
even if they've been laying low for the last few years. We will resume our roles as the Ensorcer Sisters, and Goldie, you will be our... No, hold it. Stop. I know the next thing you're going to say is maid or servant, and I'm not going to do it. What's the problem? You two always get to be the glamorous couple, or the arms dealers, or the lion tamers, and I'm the stooge, the lackey, the girl who picks up the animal poop. I had no idea you felt this way. We will, of course, remedy this. There are two sisters in the Ensorcel family. Hmm, who is to say that there is not a third one? One so devious and deadly that we rarely speak of her in polite company because of how nefarious her deeds are. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Zephyr Ensorcel. I'm her sister, Samar Ensorcel. And I'm the black sheep, the one mother never wanted. Gemini in Sorcel. I ate my twin in the womb. I was a murderer before I was born. She's mad. Bad and dangerous to know. Now, to spread word through the criminal community that the sisters are in town and looking to make some trouble. And uh, speaking of trouble, did I ever tell you how I once dated twin brothers at the same time? Uh, no, because I'd remember that. We both would. Of course. I didn't know it at the time. In fact, I didn't even know they were twins. I thought it was one man who was very forgetful. Now, to see if our reputation precedes us. Excuse me. I'm afraid this soiree is by invitation only. You'll need to see yourselves out. I'm sure Sir Cambridge would regret turning us away. Sir Cambridge has no regrets. I say good day. Don't make me call security. Would that make you feel more secure? Do you want to be known as the person who turned away the Ensorcel Sisters? You... You're... The Ensorcel Sisters? You know anyone dumb enough to pretend to be us? Ah, in that case, by all means, enter and please try not to kill anyone. No promises. Presentation will begin in a few minutes. Help yourselves to order and the champagne while you wait. <laughs> we'll take what we want. Pray we leave some for the others. Now I think a bow is required for your rudeness. Of course. Lower. Much better. You may go back to your duties. Of course. Thank you. Wow. Zephyr and Samar do not mess around. It helps if you remember that most of these people are craven cowards who want nothing more than to destroy anyone who stands in their way. Pushing them down in the pecking order is just a bit of karmic justice. There's always a bigger fish. Indeed. And in this case, it's better to pretend that you are the bigger fish. It appears Sir Cambridge has set up a raised platform at the end of the hall. Could they be preparing for some kind of auction? Selling off some new weapon? Maybe, but I feel like we would have heard of something like that through the grapevine. I have never used this grapevine. Is it new? She means the rumor mill. 
And even if we didn't hear about it, lots of other movers and shakers have. Lord Buxton Blue is over there. Haven't seen him since the incident on the pier. Guess he survived all his steam-powered robots exploding. And there is Minister Mark Aquius. Don't let him engage you in conversation, Goldie. Bit of a sweet talker? Mm, Not at all. In truth, he's possibly the most condescending man I've ever met. Saffron, is that Vicomte Visqueux over there? Unfortunately, I'd hoped he'd moved on to a higher court. It seems bad lawyers never die. They just appeal. Oh, and there's nothing appealing about him. It's quite the who's who of who's evil in here. Speaking of which, I believe that is our host. Perhaps it's time to make his acquaintance. Sir Oxford Cambridge, I presume? A bit presumptuous, aren't you? But in this case, correct. Whom do I have the pleasure of addressing? I am Samar and Sorsel, and these are my sisters, Zephyr and Gemini. Charmed, but bored. What did you say? Your party. It's a bit dull. Perhaps we're used to a bit more of a lively affair. Oh, I know all about lively affairs. You can ask my wife. But better if you don't. (laughs) And after all, don't you know that part of the excitement for an event is... The... The... Anticipation. You see what I did there? (laughs) All too well. A little bird told me that you were the mastermind behind the ladies' school for sword swinging and elocution. What sort of bird? I'll have it stuffed and mounted and placed in my study with the rest of my kills. I have an ocelot in there. And a dodo. A dodo? I thought those were extinct. Well, they are now. You're welcome. So that wasn't your idea? Heavens no. It was presented to me and I invested. I'm an angel, you see. Qu'est-ce que ça veut dire? He means he's an angel investor. Precisely, you pretty little thing. I keep my money close, even closer than my friends. But the nearest bank is miles away. Who trust a bank? Investments go up and down, but a safe is safe. The real power is in cash. The kind you can roll around in whilst in your birthday suit. There's a visual I never wanted. Changing the subject, then. Is the originator of the idea with us tonight... He, or she, but probably he, wishes to remain anonymous. She, but let's face it, it's going to be a he, wants the idea to stand on its own. But you know. Of course I know. I don't sign checks over to mysterious agents. But an angel knows to keep his mouth shut. It's just good business, Missy. But how should we... Uh, I see some gentlemen with whom I need to speak. Stay around for the presentation. That should answer all these blasted questions. And maybe see if you can land yourselves husbands while you're here. None of you are getting any younger. Can I kill him? He's not the one we're after. Oh, I know, but just on general principles. This line has ended. I think you mean the end of the line. But I don't think so. A person like Sir Cambridge... Fine. Agreed, but one who doesn't throw around money on a whim. If he's invested, he knows how much, when, and to whom it would have gone. Which means there'll be a record of it. He'd have to have an office here somewhere. If we can get into it, I'm sure Goldie can find the relevant document. Zinnia, go with her for support. Emotional or combat? Why not both? What will you do? 
Would everyone please make their way to the front of the stage? The presentation is about to begin! I'm going to watch the show and, if need be, make a spectacle of myself. To me, the spotlight is always on you. Ah-ah, we're sisters, remember? Merde. That is one you owe me for later, yes? Paid back with compound interest. Now, to work. Thank you, thank you. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Ian Gladhander, and I've been asked here by our mutual friend to talk to you about an exciting opportunity. But before I start, can we get a hand for the host of the evening, Sir Oxford Cambridge? Let's hear it, folks! That's right! Hey, Sir Oxford, next time can you put us in the big hall? <laughs> I'm kidding! This place is huge, right? Sure it is! Let's talk about the one thing we want most. And that's money. Am I right or what? I know I'm right. There's bad people in this room doing bad stuff. Right here, in this room! <laughs> but seriously, and who gets in the way of those bad guys? The good guys, the heroes, the do-gooders. <laughs> You're right to boo, but what if we could turn that boo into a boo-portunity? See, these poor folks who get robbed or stabbed or cheated or whatever, they run to the goody-goodies, please help me, and they do, and they do it for free. <gasps> I know! But what if they didn't? This is where the genius of the idea comes in. For a small investment, we help you set up a base of operations for your heroes. They help someone out. They feel good. The dumb people who need help feel good. And everyone's happy. But then, that's when the second squad comes in. Huh? Hear me out! A few days later, the collection squad shows up at their door with a bill for services rendered. And they have to pay. But what if they can't pay? Oh, they'll pay. If just to keep their troubles out of sight, we know they've got it hidden somewhere. I mean, is anyone really poor? No. no. Exactly! And if push comes to shove, then they just get someone else to use the service instead. If you think about it, it's kind of like building a pyramid, which the poor people used to do for the rich people. Have you found anything yet? Not yet. This guy's done a lot of crazy investing. How are things looking out there? The salesman appears to be coming to the end of his presentation, which means our absence will soon be noticed. Unless Saffron can keep him talking longer. Uh, it seems she's about to steal some of his lightning. I think you mean thunder. Why would someone steal thunder? It's just noise. Ma'am, you appear to have wandered onto the stage. I'm sorry to say the ladies' room is that way. I've discovered a flaw in your plan. I think you might have had too much to drink, lady. Could someone come and collect your wife? Please! My name is Samar Insorsel. <gasps> And I've got something to say. Question and answers are usually reserved for the end of the session. Then let's say it's a counterproposal. Your business model is built on collecting from those who have recently been victimized. That's one way of looking at it. 
The lion eats the slowest gazelle, and the wounded ones are easiest to catch. That guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> But you're seeing the wrong end of the stick. Let's say a man walking home from his job is robbed. You say, help him get his money back and then take a percentage. Of that percentage? But yes. But in that same night, the robber could have hit seven or eight similar people. He's already quadrupled your income, and that's on an average night. Uh, I'm not following. The real money is in crime. I mean, look around this room. See, there's Lord Buxton Blue. He's old money, heavy investments, and all sorts of unseemly crimes. And over there is Viscount Viscue. He's been overcharging you for his services for years. His wife, God rest her soul, even told me about a chalet in Switzerland where he keeps most of it in gold, just because he can. Or Minister Mark Acrius, whose collection of contraband antiquities. I'm failing to see your point. We all have money and we all want more. But you're trying to make juice out of dried up fruit when there's a whole orchard out there that hasn't even been touched. If you want the most money, rob a criminal. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Goldie, you're supposed to be looking for the proof. Oh, yeah, I found it. I was just enjoying the debate. You found it? No name, but it's got an address. We should probably collect your wife. I have a feeling she's reaching a grand finale. But. But. We're all on the same side. Are we? I'm certainly not. And Sir Cambridge's money will certainly spend as well as some poor dock workers. What's that now? In fact, I've heard a rumor that Oxford hates banks and keeps all his money here in the house. If I was business-minded, I wouldn't be begging for checks from these fine people. Not when you could walk away cash in hand to fund your next big idea. Cash? Here, in this house. The place is large and might take a while to locate, but what's venture capital without a little adventure? But I've said my piece. I'll let you get back to your little, little scheme. That's a good place for a 15-minute break, right? <laughs> oh, man. Saffron, that was so good. Thank you. Did you find what we needed? I did. Should get us one step close. How long do you think it will take them to tear this house down to the bones? Should be quite a show. I see a couple of unopened bottles of champagne. Shall we head up to the top of the hill and watch the show unfold? An excellent idea. And I believe I have a loan I need to pay back. Ugh, kiss your sister with that mouth? <laughs> oui, and sometimes more. More is good. But I'm holding out for most. You are quite the negotiator. I know, I know. Middle chapters can be the worst. But we got to cause some chaos on the criminal scene, and then I got to do one of my favorite activities. Forensic accountancy. And what I found there would lead us to a den of iniquity and a confrontation with... Well, you'll have to listen to the last chapter to find out. Part 2, The Three Sisters, was written, directed, and edited by Kyle Olson. Our producer and sound designer is that gallivanting jet-setter, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Starring Amy Shaw as Zinnia, Anastasia Plum as Saffron, Kara Gallo as Goldie, Emily Dawn Mahoney as The Steward, and Michael Thompson as Ian Gladhanter. Our theme song is written and performed by Headley Knights, and our interstitial music is Intended Force by Kevin McLeod. 
make sure to follow us on Instagram at oxandhair so you won't miss the next thrilling adventure. The Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society is an Ox and Hair Media production. Old format, new ideas. Thank you.